it's just more painful right now due to the amount of stress. So, right, so it goes into the neck and shoulders first. The second part is going to go into the lower back, and then the third part it resonates in the hips. So those are the three areas that I feel as teachers right now we should be kind of focusing on more so than we have in the past. My name is Danny Abara, and this is the Seeker and Sage podcast. We are back at it with episode 156. That was almost a tongue twister for me, but I got it out. Danny Ibarra is one of the uh, the COVID miracles that I like to say. There's obviously a lot of crappy stuff from COVID, but she was one of the uh, human beings that I got to um, encounter. And, and now we're we're pretty tight now. We're, we're the, Danny, the Danny and the Danny crew. I'm currently in a training with her actually um, over at Yoga Works, and it's been super cool to learn new ways to to teach and also to challenge my teaching skill set now. But also, I've been learning a lot as a practitioner. I've got um, a pretty gnarly low back injury right now from yoga, believe it or not, not because a yoga teacher injured me, but because I just have been doing a little too much. Um, I've overdone it, and so I'm hurt, and I'm calling this one of those like Zoom. Uh, COVID injuries because I'm, I'm having to do so much of the yoga uh, while I'm teaching. So I'm learning new ways to take care of myself, which is uh, really cool. Um, yeah. Speaking of taking care of yourself, um, I wanted to invite everyone just before we jump into the show here, uh, Derek, who is my anatomy teacher, and I are hosting a workshop called Nerd Alert from knees to toes. And we're basically going to go over a ton of anatomy from your knees down to your feet. Um, help you work with injuries, uh, help you learn more about your body. So, you know, if you are a student and you are just more curious about how your body works and how to keep it more sustainable in yoga, or you're a teacher that wants to deepen your anatomy, there's, there's really, we've talked about Derek on the show before we've had him on a few times, but there's really no one else that gets me as excited um, about anatomy as he does. And it's just so simple and so practical. We did a webinar a little while ago, and you can actually check out the webinar uh, playback for free inside the Danny Pomploon app under the learn section. You can just download it. You don't need a membership. You can just go and and check it out, but it'll give you a little preview of some of the stuff we're going to deconstruct in March. And if you can't make the actual live session, you can always um, uh, go for it, and then we'll, we'll send you the replay and all of that. Um, of course, it wouldn't be the show unless I asked you for a review. And, you know, I just want to thank all of you that do leave us reviews. It really does support the show a lot more than you think. Um, it really helps the show, you know, uh, get get seen on iTunes and other places. And it just it keeps the voice and the airwaves going for us. So thank you for uh, for leaving a review. If you haven't yet done so, it takes about a minute or two. Give us some love. And without further ado, here goes Danny Ibarra on Seeker and Sage. The double D's are on the show. It's the Danny and Danny show today. <laughs> thanks for having me, honey. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. How about yourself? I'm good. I get to spend uh, you know some time talking with you, which is always very exciting. And you know, for for those of you that don't know Danny Ibarra, she's also um, a yoga works teacher, and we we became friends because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm, absolutely. It's so funny, Danny. I had heard a lot about you. I'd actually heard about you through Jeff. If you remember him from, from he used to do the yoga works, the, my yoga works videos at home recording stuff. Jeff Chapman. 
I forgot his name. Uh, I forgot his last name. Anyway, he he used to do the recordings and he would talk about you and he'd be like, oh, do you know the other Danny? And I'd be like, no, just because our names are Danny, it doesn't mean we know each other. But And then I started... I started looking at your your online stuff that you were doing for them and then kind of was like, I wonder who this Danny girl is and da 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 da, da. And, and then when we finally did get to connect, it was like that and then more. <laughs> I know. It was like instant, right? Instant connection. Yeah. Yes. It was really. It was really. And you're a Jersey girl, which I'm a sucker for. So. Oh, see? <laughs> are, are you from East Coast? No, no right? I, I spent a lot of time uh, down the shore, though. I don't know if we've oh, ever talked yes. about this. So no, my, we have never talked about oh it. Oh, my God. Okay, well, let's get into it. My roommate <laughs> for a long time in San Diego, she's from Philly. Uh-huh. And so I would go and visit her family over you know, Christmas and Thanksgiving and they, and I'd also go in the summer. And so for the first time I, I had the experience of like going down the shore for the summer. So we went to uh, Sea Isle. Yeah. We Uh went to Sea Isle. I've been there a few times. Yeah. It was, it was was super fun, but I had a, I had a really, I had a really cool little, like, you know, I guess East coast vibe situation happening for like, I think it was like four summers in a row. Oh my God. That's amazing. I mean, that's where people, that's what everybody does in Jersey. We just go down the shore every weekend in the summer. I mean, that's what you do. It's the best. Yeah. 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 And it's not like the MTV Jersey shore. (laughs) No, not really. (laughs) That was a little extreme, but I did watch it. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Of course you did. (laughs) A little guilty pleasure. No shame in that. (laughs) So on on this week's episode, we're actually just going to talk about the Jersey Shore. Oh, it's funny. So, Danny, you um, you've been you've been a teacher for 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 yoga works for for quite a while, but also you know like uh, you know we can we can jump into your yoga story. I I know I've had this conversation with you. One of the main reasons why I'm so excited. So I'm currently in a teacher training with Danny and mm-hmm. Sarah Ezrin. Hey, Sarah, we love you. <laughs> um, and this was really cool for me, this experience of doing this teacher training, because one, I'd always wanted to do it because there was so much talk of like the yoga works method. Uh-huh. And two, I had a high level of respect <clears throat> for Mati. Hmm. Um, and for those of you that don't know who Mati is, she was in my opinion, and, and Danny, you can maybe, you know, speak to this as well. I think that she is the reason why we have vinyasa-based yoga the way that we do and really made it really accessible to a, a ton of people. She was one of the biggest pioneers for that. Um, and so I just really respected, you know, her and her work and how she did it and how she how she brought it together. And you got to learn from her. I know. Lucky me. And, you know, I found, when I found Mati, I I didn't even know who she was. Mm. Like I I had never heard of Mati. It was, you know, I was pretty new to the LA yoga scene. I was coming from New York City when I moved out here and I was practicing at Angel City down in Ventura, Studio City. I think Mm -hmm. that's Studio City. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So when I asked about a teacher training, I asked my teacher right away. He was like, oh, you got to go to Yoga Works. And it wasn't like right. it is now. Like there wasn't a million teacher trainings going on, you know, right. throughout. It was it was very sporadic. And I just happened to go on to Yoga Works that night. And right. I saw the next training, which was like a month and a half away. And I signed up. And there I was right. in Chuck and Mati's teacher training. What year was that? It was in 2003. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then I got to experience like these two amazing, I mean, the, the most amazing teachers 
right? Probably teaching in LA at that time. Um, And here I am like learning from them. So it was, it was an unbelievable experience. And, you know, just my, I, I connected with Mati instantly. Like we're both dancers. She's got a little bit of an accent. She's tiny totally. like me. And I just yeah. like completely resonated with her, her style, her passion, her fire. I mean, all of it. She was no bullshit. Yeah. 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 She was the real deal. I mean, what you saw was what you got absolutely. for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's so amazing because I think that she was, um, you know, in the way that she, she merged two of the most popular forms of yoga, you know, Ashtanga and Iyengar, and then created something that was not only accessible, but also very educational to a lot of people. I personally, I, I can't even tell you how many times like, oh, people have said yoga works. It's just that they're, they have all these rules. And what people don't realize is it's just a choice. It's an option just like sure. Ashtanga has rules and Bikram has rules. And the, even people that are studying like fascial trains and stuff, like everyone has their own set. She happened to put it together the way that she did. And I think it's, it's put together really intelligently. It isn't. It, it, yeah, we are known for safe, intelligent sequencing. I mean, that's what the Yoga Works method is known for. Yeah. Um, and then when you have that foundation, right, once you understand how to be a safe and intelligent teacher sequence-wise, then you can start to sprinkle your own little innovations into it. And then it becomes, you know, it, it's already amazing. But then you get to mm-hmm. in, become innovated with that foundation, yeah. Um, yeah. which makes it even better. Yeah. There's a, so I'm currently in the training right now. And one of the ways th- there's different languaging with everything that we, we, we get in different teacher trainings and, you know, for, for students that are listening right now, I think this is really important for, for y'all to really perk your ears up now and start taking the notes down because I think this is where we get into like the, the juicy bits, but really, you know, what blew me away was injury prevention in this, you know, this, this basic 200 hour training, which I've taken God knows how many, now. I, I think I have over like 3,500 hours worth of yoga education. So yeah. it's more than like a master's degree, I think, or, yeah. or, you know, undergrad is like 160 in, in, in classroom hours. Anyway, you know, what blew me away was in, in the training, you know, I, I, I think, and for those of you in the cohort that are listening to this, <laughs> I could kind of sense, and this could be a projection that people were like, oh, he's a teacher. Mm-hmm he knows what he's doing in here. And they, they didn't really realize like I am unlearning and having to put on this lens of brand newness because yes, I do have all this education, but I don't have this education specifically. So I can challenge it all I want, but I'm more so trying to like take it in. And within that, something that you, you said was the introduction of the platforms and how, you know, we look at the feet you know, to protect certain parts of the body. We look at the pelvis to protect certain parts of the body. And we look at the shoulders to protect certain parts of the body. And I had done something similar before, but not with the same language. And also there are a few different details that I missed. Mm. So I want you to talk, I guess what I want to hear from you is, you know, because you do therapeutics and you lead trainings and you, you know, a lot of people, I, I feel like a lot of people go to you when they're, when they're broken when they've yeah, been injured, when they've much. been injured, you know, what yeah. is it that we should be looking out for as we practice? And as we, you know, even as, as teachers, what is it that we should be looking for? And, and as practitioners, what, what are some things that we can do to really take care of ourselves? And what do you actually see? Like when most people come to you and they say, Danny, I'm broken, fix me. What is it? You know, 
it's a lot of things, you know, I think right now the, the world we're living in is producing a whole bunch of additional injuries for people right now, mm-hmm. um, including myself. Uh, I feel because of the world and how much it's changed and how much we are sitting in front of our Zoom, mm-hmm. our bodies, um, you know, we have like COVID aches and pains that we didn't have prior to this happening. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, more hips, more sciatic pain, more lower back pain, more neck pain. Um, so, you know, it's, it's the same injuries that I've always seen, right? The major injuries are lower back, sciatic, SI joint dysfunction which from, from instability. And then we've got the upper body, which is upper back, neck, and shoulders, right? Those are the issues that I've always been treating with people, but now it's just, it feels like it's so much more intense. So as a teacher, I feel like I have an even bigger responsibility of helping students kind of undo right. <laughs> what's happened in their body as a result of, of our world right now. So my teaching has shifted. You know, I have spent in my therapeutic classes, I, I tend to spend more time on the neck right now. Because right now, everybody's neck, right? The, the sternocleidomastoid muscles along with the scalenes, all this part of the body is, is more, is having more of, uh, how, how do I say this? It's just, it's just more painful right now due to the amount of stress, so, right? So it goes into the neck and shoulders first. The second part is going to go into the lower back. And then the third part, it resonates in the hips. So those are the three areas that I feel as teachers right now, we should be kind of focusing on more so than we have in the past. And, you know, as a teacher, it's our responsibility to deal with not only our students and what they're going through, but also taking into consideration our environment and letting the environment help us gear our classes towards what's going to be most beneficial and healing to our students. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I I hear that in a few different ways. I, I'm, I'm suffering as a practitioner right now because of zoom in a different way. I've got this gnarly pain in my lumbar spine and, you know, I'm, I'm hyper mobile. And so I think because of all the teaching that I've been doing and all the demoing, I'm sure I've gotten lazy in there and it's just going like back bent, up dog is going straight into my lower back. Not the good way. Like, you know, yeah. it's not, yeah. I'm in pain and I actually can't do that anymore. I'm starting to get injured as a yoga teacher, which is mm-hmm. kind of blowing me away. But what you're, you know, what you just said is, is you're right. Like the environment of where I'm in, I need to teach myself to teach yes different or even to be a different teacher right now because of the landscape of everything, you know, one thing, one thing that I, that I, I did think about, you know, going like when I think about when I'm teaching classes right now, I don't necessarily know that I need to get so nuancey as I used to. Like, I mean, we would really break something small and teeny tiny down. And I think that for now, just, just right now, like this is where I'm at today. I don't think that that is beneficial for, for humans in the room. I mm-hmm. think what's beneficial is to get them into their bodies and to deconstruct the areas that are being overworked. Yeah. So you can guarantee in every class, there's going to be some sort of like midline engagement 
almost at the start because really you you're influenced from where you move from where you move to the midline and then after that there's a massive amount of gluteal work for me always yes i'm just always gonna do i'm always gonna do butt stuff always 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 we need it we're sitting and it's we're disengaged and it's just not working yeah yeah absolutely you know i've never been like a (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to say something right now. It probably wouldn't be appropriate, but I've never been like a butt teacher, meaning like I don't teach, a, I never really taught a lot of yeah. stuff. And now yeah. like you, it's, it's such a huge focus Yeah, because you're right. Because if those glutes are weak, it's not only going to affect the alignment of your thigh bone, it's going to affect how your knee feels. It's going to affect mm-hmm. your walking gait. And of course, those are your stability muscles, right? And what you're learning in teacher training is when the hips are not steady, stable, or balanced, it goes right into the lower back. So really, yeah. the glutes have such an important job in keeping our body functioning at a, a rate that's healing, right? It's mm-hmm. just about what's going to make our body feel better. And um, I, yeah, I couldn't agree more with you that changing the focus right now and really addressing those parts that that need mm-hmm. extra attention is is not only beneficial for our students but also us as teachers right because i've got some I, injuries right now that uh, are are completely covid related completely zoom related and and it's uh it's it's a little uh it's frightening to be this uncomfortable in my body yeah. right now like, yeah, the I have same. So many injuries going on right now that I'm trying to work through. So I haven't actually been in this much pain in, in quite a little. I mean, I've thrown my back out a couple of times, and so that that's a whole different thing in itself. But like, yoga kind of hurts right now for me. Yeah. Yoga doesn't actually feel really good. Yoga is like I, I was, you know, literally just talking to a, a friend of mine the other day. But like, the only thing that really feels good for me right now is going to the gym and lifting weights. Mm. And yoga is kind of feeling, and I'm not like breaking up with it by any of that, like at at all. I just think that 14 hours of me teaching it a week and doing it is way too much right now. Too much, too much. And plus, you know, I don't know, I've I've been to your class. I see how much you demo. You know, Mm -hmm. pre-COVID, you know, I never demoed this much. You know, and it's like, (laughs) you know, and now it's like we're on Zoom and you know, it's nice to spotlight a student once in a while to give yourself a break. But really, even when I am spotlighting, I'm still doing a majority of the class. You know, spotlighting right. one pose here and here, right. here or there is great, but it's a lot for us yoga teachers right now. So, um, so yeah, and if you're teaching flow and upper level flow, like, I mean, God, I, I'm, I can't even imagine doing, you know, vinyasa flow the whole time. But what I want to say about the injuries right now and about the practice is that it's okay for the practice to to develop and change and not look like it used to look, Mm -hmm. right? Like I haven't done a chaturanga since March, Danny. And you know what? (laughs) To be quite honest with you, I don't care to ever do a chaturanga ever again, right? So it's okay to like, we have to also honor the changes that we're going through in our body as we go through, you know, years and years of doing this. And, you know, you know, my practice is very therapeutic right now. And that's what my body wants, needs, craves. And again, the flow for me is out. Like yeah. I just, like you, it, it, it doesn't always feel good. Yeah. So being okay with that and finding acceptance that everything changes, nothing stays the same, and your practice is right there with that. 
Yeah, I think well, you know, a lot of it is permission to just show up and be and and it's there there is a lot of talk right now of, you know, like just permission to do whatever you want. And some of it sounds really like, you know, made up and bullshit and people are just saying it because it's the thing the thing to say right now, but I also do think that right now is the time to like what feels really good in my body. And I say this all the time to my flow students. Like what like First off, everyone that's in my morning flow classes should really be in my nighttime restorative classes. Every single one of those people, like <laughs> slow down all of yes, you. Yes. Uh, but what feels really good right now is to just lay on props. And, you know, like I am so, I almost want to cry after every restorative because I'm just like, thank all of you for being here and for letting me be here with you because I get mm-hmm. to do this with you. Yeah. Teaching restore online, obviously you're, you're in the experience just as much as you're leading it, you know? Sure. I want to go back to, uh, you know, to, to, to the injuries. So mm. not only are teachers getting injured and, you know, we, I have a couple of bones to pick with, with not only what's going on with, with online yoga teaching, but the way that they're just cranking out teachers. And so they're now there's so many uneducated new teachers out there because they purchased, mm-hmm. you know, a pre-recorded course and called it a day and no one really guided them through that. And no judgments, right? You, yeah. you do what you got to do. But I'm also having an influx of students you know, I would, I would wager to say that students are referred to my classes because it is, um, it's definitely not for the jokes. That's definitely not why people are coming, (laughs) but, but there is a, there is an intelligence of anatomy in there. And I, I I don't use big fancy words, but I'm going to teach you about how your body moves and whatnot. Absolutely. And I feel that there is a lot of really bad yoga out there right now. There was bad yoga out there beforehand that was, you know, injuring people because of, of not, you know, not coming from a, a good place, but also it's magnified now because anyone can, you know, you can just pick a teacher training and, and do it online, whether you really do the whole thing or not, and then start a zoom class and then call it a day, you know? Yeah. So I think there's a lot of universal cueing that's being brought out into the world that just doesn't make sense. Like the, 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 the thought of, forcing certain people's bodies into shapes just for the aesthetic of it doesn't really make sense. I agree. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I say this all the time. It's, it's not about putting yourself into, it's not about making yourself look like the pictures in the book, Mm -hmm. right? But how can you take that shape, if you want to call it and make it fit you in your structure and your limits and your strengths and all of that so that it feels, you know, and it's not about being perfect in the pose, but there is a sense of how can it feel perfect in your structure, right? Yeah. This is a different, it's just a different way to look at and approach the practice. Yeah. But you know, about what you said about all those new teachers out there, I think, you know, everybody's just everybody's going to find their way in, in doing this. And if they're called to be a yoga teacher, um, I think they're going to find their way at some point as well. And the people that come to Mm -hmm. classes, you know, everyone's going to be attracted to people for different reasons. Like people come to my class because it's very anatomy based too. And like you, I like to teach about people's body. Some people, that's not why they want to come to yoga, you know? So I think it's, it's, um, everybody's going to figure out what teacher suits them and what style works for them. And then, and then some people aren't going to like you and then that's okay too. Right. Yeah. 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 I think that's a really good point. I mean, sometimes there's, 
there are classes that I want to go to because I want to learn something and there's other classes because I want to go and, you know, maybe chant some bhakti. And then there's other classes that I just want to like go and hang out and be a part of a community, you know, it doesn't always have to be. I think about, you know, I'm in a training right now. I mean, it's so funny. I've got a lot of trainings going on. I know you do. (laughs) But I'm in, I'm in a training right now. One thing that I heard that I think was pretty like spectacular is, you know, as you start to step into a practice to really ask yourself, do I want to practice aesthetic yoga today? Like, do I want it to look pretty? Because then I can, you know, make my body go into these shapes. That's, that's cool. Knowing that, like, what's your intention or do I want it to be functional? Mm. You know, or do I want it to work in my body? Do I want to feel good leaving the class because I am doing the things that they're customizing the practice so that it actually works for me versus, you know, am I just shoving myself into these shapes because, you know, they look cool. And right. that's cool too. Like right. I never take away from that big work because y'all know I'm, I mean, Leo to the core, I will show, <laughs> I will get into the front of a classroom and do every press handstand I can, ju- even though the teacher tells me not to, just because I'm like, I can do it. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, I do. And you know, everyone kind of goes through that period, right? They, yeah. they see like all these little shiny poses that they want to practice and they're like, Oh, I want to put my body into that shape. Without the understanding, the integrity, you know, the strength sometimes, the ability. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's about the pose. And that's where people are at the beginning. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, some people have to figure out the hard way. And, you know, when you're in your 20s, that's what you do, right? You figure kind of everything out the hard way. And you get all kinds of injuries. And then you get you reach your 30s and you're like, oh, maybe that's not working. And then by the time you're in your 40s, (laughs) all you want to do is lay on the floor with a bolster, right? <laughs> like who cares about chaturanga? Like I don't care about chaturanga anymore, but it used to be yeah. really important to me like yeah. 15 years ago. I'm going to do as many chaturangas right. as I can, right? right. So it, it it changes like our our desire and our ability and what we need and want and desire from the practice yeah. definitely changes as we go through the decades, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think the different area, yeah, the different area, and the different practices meet us where we're at as well. Hey, you know? absolutely. I'm super passionate about restore right now because that's really all I feel like doing. Oh you know, God. like that's that's I just mean, you know, and best. even the the yin training that I'm taking right now, like it's been super cool. But like I I just really want to to slow down a ton, yeah. you know, and yeah. and hopefully get rid of some of these injuries. Well, that's the way to slow down. You know, your injuries get loud enough, then you're like, oh, I need to change and slow and be still. And that's what my therapeutics are all about. Like, my God, you got to come to my therapeutic class one day, Danny. Yes, I need to. (laughs) Yes. Um, It's like just all feel good, lay on the floor the whole time um, and open all the parts, (laughs) right? I mean, I'm totally into it. Yeah. So – I guess going back to like the injury talk, you know, mm-hmm. people are practicing a lot of Zoom yoga right now, and it is a lot harder to really, you know, dial in looking at someone's body or offering, you know, yeah, just cut different customizations to fit people. Like it's just harder to do via the way that we're doing it right sure. now. You know, what are, I, you know, if you were to give us some really clear takeaways and maybe we can use, you know, just a little snippet of, you know, the feet protecting this and the pelvis protecting this. I mean, that could, whatever way you want to do it. Like, what are some really, both teachers and students, like, what are some things that we can look out for to take care of ourselves while we are practicing and teaching on Zoom? Yeah, such a good question. And it's an important question because I 
this is what I, I focus on a lot when I'm mentoring and teaching teachers is that if you're teaching on Zoom, you're right. You really you really can't see what's going on. I mean, you can come up and look, but you know, but you're cueing. And, and this is what I really try to focus on in every class I teach. You're, if you're cueing things that are protecting what's most at risk in your student's body, knees, lower back, shoulders, neck, if your cues are protecting those areas, then, then your students should be sound. Their bodies should be sound. Oh, right? that's smart. Yeah. So like going back to the platforms, if I'm going to talk about the pelvis, like I'm really going to be mindful about how I'm cueing their pelvis so that their lower back is safe. Because I already know that the pelvis protects the lower back. I don't necessarily have to tell them that, but I know that in how I'm cueing and how I'm cueing the feet and how I'm cueing everything, I know that I'm protecting those vulnerable parts so chances are, unless the student is not listening and tuning in, chances are my students, I know that my students are safe. You're running the defense. I'm getting ahead of what could potentially yeah, happen you're totally before it run- happens. Yep. And that's yep. huge because it's yeah. not just about saying, do this, this, and this. There comes, and this is why Yoga Works is so incredible, and it's taught me how to not only intelligently sequence, right? Put things together so it feels sound, but also it's taught me how to intelligently cue and be ahead Mm -hmm. of what could potentially go wrong so that I'm Mm -hmm. preventing some repetitive stress injuries, right? Because who has time to be injured? Nobody. Nobody has time, right? (laughs) So if I can cue ahead of time, then I know that my students are going to feel good. They're going to keep coming back. They're going to get stronger. Their body's going to work functionally (laughs) from Mm -hmm. a more sound place. And I I keep using the word sound because that's important because if it feels sound in your body, and this also, you know, the student has to have some, take some of that responsibility as well. Like I can cue to the cows come home, protecting their, you know, in their risk factors. However, they have to also be mindful about how those things feel in their body. And be responsible that like, okay, well, she's telling me to do this, but it still isn't feeling right. So empowering your students to then be their own best teacher. You're there to guide as best you can, but then to empower them. Hey, you know, if this cue she's telling me is not working for this particular injury or body part, then I'm going to have this uh, permission <laughs> to not do that. Right. So right. I think also like in in – putting that into your student's mind as much as you can to make them also responsible for their practice. Cause it's a two way thing, right? It has to, it has to be, your students have to meet you halfway as well. Right. So for, I guess for, for the listeners, you know, that are, that are students for them, we'd be saying, you know, pay attention, yeah. feel free to slow down. You know, you don't have to move as fast as everything is going to take your time. Totally. skip things and really use this as an opportunity to, to tune in and, and listen and r- really let the, the intuition and the wisdom of the body guide you. 100%. And I say this a lot. Use your practice as a tool for observation, right? Mm-hmm. Observe what's going on. Cause what, and we all know this, what feels good one day <laughs> may not necessarily feel good tomorrow, next week, next month. Right. right. So, you know, reminding reminding yourself that your body's in a constant state of change. And because of that constant state of change, your practice is in a constant state of 
felt experience as well. Right. I think it's so important to go into classes. You know, when I, when I, when I teach, I really try to do a very clear lesson. Like, Hey, we're going to work on this. And if I can explain this little tidbit at the beginning of a class, like, Hey, we're going to work on strengthening this because when you strengthen this, it helps support X, Y, or Z, you mm -hmm. know, and, and really just kind of, it gives me as a teacher, a, a clear box to stay in where I'm like, I'm not going to get distracted today because I know I'm going to teach to this. And it also gives the student, you know, the permission to be like, Oh, this is what I'm going to look out for. This is what, this is what the experience is going to be based on. You know, here's my focal point for the day, or, you know, here's where I might want to draw that awareness or attention to. Um, because the, the, you know, the topic is kind of already out there and you can, you can really dial that in versus like, there's so many things going on in every single pose and you don't have to teach or do all those. Sure. You, know, you don't have to teach or do all those at, at, at any given time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like those themes are, are not only helpful for our students. And that's what I like about your class is that I remember that like you tell students, this is where we're going today. And this is why I think that's so great because so many people I think they're more prone to do what you're asking them to do if they know why they're doing what they're doing, mm -hmm. right? Because, oh, this is going to strengthen this, release this, and then, you know, maybe my back will feel better. I think students want that information. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, you can think of like, uh, you know, you, you teach a man how to fish that, that analogy. It's yeah. really, you know, teaching, teaching the student to become their own teacher or even to, um, flex that muscle really mm -hmm. of inquiry, I think is super mm -hmm. important as teachers, right? That's kind of what we're, what we're meant yeah, to do is like create absolutely. other people that can lead in their bodies and in their, you know, that, that translates into so many different things. Absolutely. So I hear some pretty silly things in yoga. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, we've, we're, we're going to just create a whole new podcast on that but, topic alone. I mean, that would be the most listened to podcast. I think, I think you definitely need to do that. <laughs> it's the okay. most ridiculous things we say, right? <laughs> we'll, we'll come back. We're we'll definitely coming back to that idea for sure. I want to know what the like most ridiculous cue you've heard in yoga is. Where you're just like, what? Oh my god! I mean, I don't know if it's the most ridiculous. Maybe spread your sitting bones apart. I mean, those are always some, you know. Maybe yeah. that's not even that ridiculous. Well, I mean, your pelvis is stuck. It doesn't really, yeah. it doesn't grow or it doesn't shorten. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd have to think about that. Okay. How about this? Let me reframe it. Okay. What are maybe like one or two of the overused cues that you, that you hear that you're like, that's just not, doesn't make sense anymore. Uh, well, squaring your pelvis, number yeah. one, right? Yeah. Well, you know, we don't square the pelvis anymore in, in standing postures and then tucking the tailbone. Yeah, and those are kind of. Insane two major things that are like, don't say those cues. But it's funny, you know, I, 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 it is appropriate once in a while to say tuck your tailbone if you're trying to get a desired effect in a therapeutic setting. But in a regular right. setting when it, you know, in your standing poses and stuff, it's like those are the two cues that we're kind of trained to stay away from because students can overdo and cause injury, right? Right. Right. I think for me, it's the, the knee stuff, you know, like mm. my favorite is like stack uh, your knee over your ankle. Don't let it go over. And I'm like, is your, my leg going to fall off? Like what happens if my knee goes over? And, you know, it's really, like you said, it's the desired effect. Your, your knee can go over. It's going to be okay. It just depends on how much weight is, you know, yeah. then put onto the knee, you know, right. and, and low lunge. If you're going for like a really deep low lunge and hip flexor, you know, and your knees on the ground, you can shift more weight load 
forward on the, the forward sure. facing knee, right? Yeah. Sure. But if you back off, if you back off, you can work on more strengthening versus stretching. It really just depends on the desired, um, the desired effect. Yeah. And then my other one is like, don't hyperextend. Like what happens if I hyperextend? <laughs> I got seven years, bad luck. Like it's okay to bring a joint. I don't know if everyone knows this, Danny, you sure do, but like, you know, our, we're actually built to two hyperextend. Our bodies are smart. They're built for that. You know, they, they, they know that. But I think a lot of people will go in and, and almost scare a room like don't hyperextend or, you know, you can never do yoga again. Like it, it, it's actually not going to kill you. I'm sure if you overdo it, it may cause, it may lead to injury, but your body can do it. Just ask yourself why you're doing it. What's the effort there? And, you know, if you back off, you might be able to engage more if you're going for strength, right? Right. And, you know, the hyperextension thing, you know, I, I, I do teach a lot of, you know, not to hyperextend because it's also the demographic and people I teach. hundred percent. Right? Yeah. So, 100%. you know, in your twenties, you can hyperextend and it's not going to affect your body, but mm-hmm. you, you're in your forties. Right. And I continue to hyperextend my knee. Yeah. Then yeah. I feel it. <laughs> and it's not, yeah. it's not a pretty feeling. Um, so again, it, it's, it's, it just depends on who, who your audience is and, and what the intention is. And, um, yeah, it's it's a there's a lot to consider when it comes to hyperextension for sure. <laughs> but it's to right, avoid. Here's the last pain. thing that's yeah. come to mind. Uh huh. I I agree. I agree. Here's the last thing that comes to mind. When are we gonna When are we gonna run a Dan, a D squared workshop? <laughs> I mean, as soon as possible, Danny. <laughs> let's do it. Let's uh, let's I'd, do it. I would love that. I know a few students in mind who would just lose their nuggets. Lose their minds, right? <laughs> I mean, I yeah. do too. So we should definitely, um, definitely talk about that. that would I be think fun. it'd be, I think it'd be so fun if we, if we ran some sort of like injury, kind of injury informed workshop or, you know, I just think we, it would be, it'd be a lot of fun because we're, well, now me and you are like family. You're totally like my yoga yeah, sister. Exactly. Uh, and then there's just a couple of people that are just like waiting for it. Yeah. I think we should definitely make that happen. <laughs> I have to say, you know, Danny, as, as I've said before, you know, and, and multiple messages and, you know, and even getting to know you, I never thought that I would be able to take a tr- uh, the training that I wanted to with yoga works, um, you know, and I never had time for it when, when this is like one of the COVID blessings that I say is I never had time for it because I was always teaching or running my own training. And now that I do have it. And when I found out it was you and Sarah, I was like, you have got to be kidding me. (laughs) I legit reached out to the teacher training team and I was like, I'll do whatever it takes to get into that that. specific one. Cause I wanted to be around y'all. You you know, you're (sighs) both are very smart. You're very grounded sarcastic which i love <laughs> and then <laughs> bring out the jersey girl in you no, I mean, <laughs> comes out, i'm not gonna lie <laughs> no but it's been it's been a really it's been a really humbling experience you know um there's always so much that we can learn you yeah. know and and i don't ever want to get stuck in my own ways and it's just been cool to be in that space and to also to see you facilitate is really 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 cool thank you danny i appreciate that you know, I, I admire you for taking this training because when you've been doing something the same way for a long time, it's like, oh, now you're going to add all this other information. And and it does get jumbled in your head. Every time I take yeah. a training, I it takes a few months to like really understand how I'm going to integrate this new information into how mm-hmm. I'm already teaching. 
it doesn't happen instantly. You know, you might find six months down the road, you're like, oh my God, I, I figured it out. Like I know what, how to integrate some of this. And then your, <laughs> what you're offering then just becomes that much more amazing. And that's, that's nice. the best thing about learning all this new stuff. We're about integrating it now, yeah, the, but yeah, but it's just going to totally taking come. the things that, that yeah. work. Yeah. The things that work for me and that feel good in my body. And so far, right. you know, like I don't know that I would have loved it as much if I didn't have my back injury right now because it's forcing me to go a lot slower and do things on the ground and do things on the wall. And, you know, like that's normally not my go-to. And right now that has been, it's been really, really great. Yeah. And, you know, just to to say this for the new people in the training, like the people that aren't teachers, like it's okay. You're not going to get all this information, right? We keep reminding everybody of this because I think that when you do this for the first time, you remember your first teacher training, it's like so overwhelming. It's like, how am I going to remember everything? You're not like no one can, right? Yeah. You know, just to share a little something. I went through my 200 with Chuck and Mati and then three or four years later, I assisted Jean Heilman in her first, in my first assist at, in her teacher training in her 200. And it was the first time I heard Jean say, don't square your hips. I hadn't heard that. Like I missed that part in my teacher training. And that was four or five years later that I'm like, wait, what did she say? (laughs) So it's like, that's what's going to happen to every single person that goes through this teacher training. When you're ready to hear it, you might hear it a thousand times before you're like, oh my God, did I just hear her say that, right? Because it, it'll it'll finally make sense. And that's the coolest part. So right. constantly just trusting yeah. the process. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited to continue this journey together on on this Me training and to continue too. to learn from you and uh, and take some of your class. Now I have to take some of your classes. Well, now, now you, so. well, first of all, if you've got a back injury, you definitely need to be in my class yeah. tomorrow morning at 9:30. If you're not working, <laughs> I'll be in training. But yeah, oh, that's right. You're yeah, in training. Yeah, yeah, oh, you're yeah. in, you're not in yoga works. You're probably in your other training. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm in another okay. training right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I will next the week out. Oh, no, the week after, I'll week after. really do it. We'll oh, figure it out. I'll be we'll here. figure it out. Absolutely. <laughs> but get in there for sure. Well, Danny, I'm so glad to uh, to be on this journey with you. And again, another COVID blessing. And, yes, and thanks for your for time sure. and your wisdom on the show with all of us today. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me, love. Thank you. Until uh-huh. the next Seeker and Sage, this is Danny and Danny saying peace out. Peace out. Peace <laughs> out.